Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. Okay, today is the sixth show of the season. It's the Martinsville Goodies Fast Relief 500 show. We'll be covering all that information in the final segment today as we get ready to race from Martinsville, Virginia, this Sunday, April 3rd. Uh, that is at 1.13 Eastern Time. Coverage begins on Fox at 1 o'clock, so you'll be able to catch that. Of course, now, this is the sixth show of the season. It is the sixth race of the season. We'll get into talking about Fontana, California, where we had one incredible race. Uh, Kevin Harvick comes at the very end, gets by Jimmy Johnson, basically barrels around him for the victory. Uh, I mean, as a better, as a fan, what a thrill. What an adrenaline rush at the end of that uh, race last week from Fontana, California for the Auto Club 400. Uh, Kyle Busch was really the dominant driver all day. We're going to get into talking about that in the next segment. But what an exciting finish to the race. If you're a better and you had money on that race, if you were betting on Kevin Harvick, what an adrenaline rush. Now, of course, we didn't. We were disappointed. We had Jimmy Johnson. We thought we had solidified the win. Kyle Busch dominates the whole day. Uh, and then Jimmy Johnson gets around him with a few laps to go, leads a couple of laps. It looks like he's going to get the race. And then Kevin Harvick just comes out of nowhere. Bam, what a rush, what a race. Congratulations to all the people that were betting on Kevin Harvick. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't get to bet on him. I, I did take a close look at him towards the end there. Didn't put him on the card. But, uh, you know, it happens that way in racing. That's what this sport's all about. Uh, this week we'll be going back to the East Coast, to Martinsville, Virginia, where we'll be back on the short tracks. It is the paper clip. It's Martinsville. It's going to be a heck of a run this week as well. So each and every week you can, you can kind of get excited about each one of these different tracks. That's what's so great about this sport. And, uh, you know, my objective is, again, to get you informed. I want to get you some a little bit of technical information. I'm going to talk a little bit about a betting strategy today. Uh, not so much a bet, betting strategy is how to interpret the odds that the, uh, that the books are offering you on the head-to-heads. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the second segment today during the point standings because it's early in the year and we're not really too... Too mixed on the point standings, although it is important. We've had some moves in and out. We've got some guys in the back that need to move up, and we'll talk about all that a little bit later. But for now, again, I really just want to thank everybody for their wonderful comments. I love doing the show. I think the show has a lot to offer. Uh, appreciate RJ Bell one more time for uh, getting the show out to the platform. Uh, I think he told me this week that it goes into the iTunes upload, and there's over a thousand people that have access to the show. I hope we're getting a large audience. Appreciate all the positive feedback throughout the week. 
I really love doing the show. I've always bet on NASCAR. I love betting on NASCAR. It's a great thrill when you got a 20 to 1 or a 15 to 1 that, that gets around somebody at the end and takes home victory and you collect on a bunch of money. There's no better feeling in the world than to have that happen. So, you know, again, I'm betting these races. Our goal on the season is to bring home 25% return on our bankroll. Uh, with this last week, we swept all of our head-to-heads, so we had a lot of success. We're basically, for the year, back at even money down a tenth of a percent. If you're just getting into the show for the first time, my goal is to get a 25% return on my bank for the season. So stick with me. We're starting to get clicking. Uh, I think the show's going well. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, back-to-back wins two weeks ago, and uh, we're, we're going to try to come to Martinsville and pull away a win for you guys. I think we got our, our finger on the pulse there. We'll be watching all the news and latest information from Martinsville this week as we get ready for the show. But for now, this is Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show. Again, I am your host, Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Weekly. Okay, this is the Fontana Rewind, uh, the race that took place last Sunday, March 27, 2011. Of course, as you know, Kevin Harvick was the big winner. He gets around Jimmy Johnson in the final lap, pushes him out of the way, basically gets around him dominantly, and takes home victory for the Auto Club 400. So the spring race is over in California. Uh, Great win for Kevin Harvick. If you were uh, betting all day long, Kyle Busch was really the driver. I mean, he dominated the race. He was out front, a lot of green flag racing. Kyle Busch was was dominant. He had that Interstate Batteries 18 car, a little different scheme for him. And uh, he he led the majority of the late race. Excuse me, he led 151 laps. And then you know Jimmy Johnson gets around him there towards the end, leads a couple of laps. And then Kevin Harvick, out of nowhere, just comes up and just barrels by Jimmy Johnson for the win. If you were a better and you were watching that race, whether you had Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, or Kevin Harvick, what an adrenaline rush. And for folks that uh, are new to the sport, those things are not uncommon. You'll see those things happen. Uh, your driver, if you were with me, you were betting on Jimmy Johnson, gets around the big uh, leader for the day, Kyle Busch. It looks like we're going to take home the victory. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Kevin Harvick. It's just a, It was just a great finish as a fan of the sport. you got to love it. Congratulations to all those that bet on Kevin Harvick. You could have found him on race day at about a 12-1. to 1. So, real nice payout for you folks. Uh, the way it finished for the Auto Club 400 was Kevin Harvick first, Jimmy Johnson second, Kyle Busch third, Matt Kenseth over at Roush Fenway, he came in fourth, Ryan Newman was fifth, Carl Edwards sixth, Clint Boyer seventh, Brian Vickers and Casey Kane both at uh, Toyota Red Bull Racing, and then you've got uh, Juan Montoya to round out the top ten. So, some interesting notes about the top 10. 
I had several drivers that finished in the top 10 somewhere on my card, whether they were on the win column, uh, several on the head-to-heads. We had uh, Brian Newman was one of our head-to-heads. He takes home the victory. Uh, we looked at we looked uh, real strong at Casey Kane as well. So we had a lot of the drivers that were up there. We didn't have the win, but uh, Ryan Newman, man, we've been making a lot of money this season betting on Ryan Newman, and he has not been disappointing us at all. So great year. Carl Edwards, another nice run. Matt Kenseth, he was a nice run on Sunday. Uh, you know, he does well out in California. We talked about that on the show last week. So Matt Kenseth with a, a top five finish. He didn't lead any laps, but, you know, he was there in the end, and when you it just proves that the, what we're doing is uh, is working. You know, how we're breaking down these races and what we're looking at, the success is there, the wins will come. We've had a couple wins back-to-back, uh, but uh, we'll get a lot of that going here as we, as we proceed through the season. I do need to take a look at the amount of risk that I'm putting out each week on the wins. I'm eating up some of my risk if I'm not coming away with the win. So you have to be a little cautious. We may go for a few races where we only have three drivers in the in the in the win columns because I've been sticking with my Daytona uh, strategy throughout the first five weeks. And that was basically, you know, four drivers selected to win were uh, different risk on the on these guys. Uh, but we've been losing on the wins, so we've been giving back some of that head-to-head money. But we're on the season, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're basically even money, down just tenth of a percent. We we're looking to uh, turn things around uh, this week again, but you know, great great race for us. We we clicked on all four of our top head-to-heads uh, for the race. We were helping with some other folks in the forums, uh, you know, that come in there and they, they like go blue Wolverine uh, coming in there to the thread, uh, asking, hey, you know, this is what my local is offering on head-to-head sig. Who do you think I should go with? You know, if you're one of these guys that doesn't have an online account, but your local's offering head-to-head matchups, or they're offering you win bets, hit me up in the threads because that's what it's about. I want to help you win. Uh, we've been we've been doing this for a long time. I I've got my nose to the grindstone all week long. Uh, now again, this is uh, the week of the Final Four here in Houston. I will be attending, but rest assured, folks. I have all my attention set on Martinsville this upcoming week, and we're going to put together a great great race for you. So if you've got questions or you've got matchups in there, hit me up. I'll give you the best advice I can. Some of the other drivers out in Fontana that, that fared fairly well, Greg Biffle was 11th, Earnhardt Jr. was 12th, Tony Stewart 13th. Tony Stewart did lead a few laps early in the race, A.J. Allmendinger was 14th. Jeff Burton was 15th. Uh, he needed that run really badly. He ran up front for part of the race. I think he ran in the third spot for quite a while. Uh, he was looking really well. And uh, and then Paul Menard, 16th. Kurt Busch, 17th. Jeff Gordon, 18th. Some disappointing runs on the day. Uh, the biggest disappointment had to have been Denny Hamlin finishing in uh 39th position with an engine failure about halfway through the race. 
So very disappointing day there for Denny Hamlin at Joe Gibbs Racing. They need to hurry up and turn things around. They're starting to fall behind. Jamie McMurray, he, he was another disappointment. Uh, we had bet against Jamie McMurray on our head-to-head, -head, and we were correct because, you know, I wasn't expecting a lot from Jamie out there. And, you know, he did finish on the lead lap, but, uh, you know, not a real good run for them. A very slow start of the year for Jamie McMurray. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, we'll have to keep our eye on them. So some guys to bet against. Joey Logano finished 25th. We were expecting a little better run from him. It didn't happen. Uh, Kyle Busch was the only driver from Joe Gibbs Racing, really, that did anything on uh, on Sunday, finishing third. Logano was 25th and Hamlin 39th. So Joe Gibbs Racing, not a lot of excitement over there. They're struggling in the camp. Uh, Kyle Busch is the only one putting together any really solid runs. Of course, Martinsville, this will be the week for Denny Hamlin to turn things around. We'll see if he can do it. Uh, Trevor Bain finished 30th. Uh, Tony Raines, Travis Koppel down there, 35-36. Uh, Denny Hamlin, though, he had to be the biggest disappointment on the day. So that was basically the rewind uh, for the last week. Fontana, California. This week coming up, we'll, in the next part of the show, excuse me, we'll get into talking about the point standings, where they're at. Of course, out in uh, California, it was all about clean air racing. Who could put together the best car? Now, this week, it's going to be about brakes. Martinsville's all about brakes. Uh, not so much about engines. Uh, well, you know, engines are key, but they're not going to get into those high revolutions, uh, those high RPMs like they, they do out in these these bigger tracks. These short tracks going to be about handling, brakes. Tires will be a big thing uh, when we get into Martinsville. Those, those right side tires are going to be very important this week. It'll be uh, it'll be a great race. Uh, for now, this was the Fontana Rewind for March 27th, 2011. The Auto Club 400, your big winner, Kevin Harvick. Congrats again to all you guys that got him on your win bets. I'm really excited that you did. We were disappointed, but I'm excited for you guys that did get him for the win. So again... Uh, this is Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and this is NASCAR Week. Welcome back to the show. Again, this is NASCAR Weekly. I am your host, Kasig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. Okay, for this segment, it's time to talk about the point standings for the Sprint Cup Championship Series. Your uh, leader currently is Carl Edwards. He has a nine-point lead over Ryan Newman. So Carl Edwards picks up a spot with a nice run out in Fontana. Ryan Newman, he moved up two slots to second place. Kurt Busch dropped from the lead down to third place. Uh, he's ten points behind the leader, Carl Edwards. And then, of course, you have his brother, Kyle Busch, who moved up a couple of spots. Uh, disappointing they couldn't pull away with the win in California. Uh, he's 11 points behind the leader, Carl Edwards, in fourth place. Jimmy Johnson picked up two slots to move to fifth. Tony Stewart dropped three spots from third down to sixth. He's 17 points behind Carl Edwards in the lead. And then, of course, Paul Menard. A little disappointing run for him in California. He dropped two spots, currently in the seventh position. Uh, the newcomer to the top 12, Juan Montoya. Juan Montoya, uh, he's in the eighth spot. 
He's been pretty consistent all year long. He hasn't been making a lot of the same mistakes that he had last year. So, you know, nice, uh, a nice run for Juan Montoya out in California. He's, he's in at the eighth slot. Uh, the big the big gainer, I'm sorry, uh, for the top 12 actually was your race winner, Kevin Harvick. He moved up six spots from 15th place to 9th place, so he cracks the top 12. Uh, he is uh, 30 points behind the leader, Carl Edwards. And then you've got Matt Kenseth 10th, Casey Kane 11th, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 12th. So that wraps up the top 12 in the standings for the Sprint Cup Championship Series. Uh, a couple of guys, Clint Boyer moved up a couple of slots. He's at 17th. He was down in 24th, so he had a big move on the day. Nice run for him. Denny Hamlin continues to lose ground. He drops four slots. He's down at 21, and just above, just above him is Greg Biffle. Picked up a couple of slots. He's in the 20th position. Brian Vickers is 24th. Jeff Burton did pick up a couple of slots. He needed it really bad. He's currently in the 25th position. Jamie McMurray, though, boy, he's down at 28th. He dropped two spots. Not a good run for him. He's having a lot of troubles. I don't know what's going on right now. Chip Ganassi Racing, Jamie McMurray uh, currently is in the 28th slot. Uh, that basically rounds out the standings. Uh, no other real big uh, news uh, that you have so one of the things in this segment that I, I do want to take a minute to before I switch over to the Nationwide Series, and that's discussing a little bit about the odds uh, uh, on head-to-heads. I've had a kind of a request from a, a guy that I know who said, you know, Sig, uh, why don't you teach these guys that are just coming into your show for the first time that don't know anything about NASCAR a little bit about the odds on the head-to-heads because some guys get confused when they look at these. Normally, if you were betting a football game against the point spread, that you would lay a 110 uh, odd. That would be the odds that you laid down. So what that means is that you would lay down $110 to win $100. Now, in NASCAR, it's similar to baseball. It's similar to hockey. It's similar to your money line odds. It's true odds, so you could be laying 160 to win 100. That would show up as a minus 160. So, for instance, this past week, uh, Tony Stewart over Jeff Gordon, we were laying 160 to win 100. Now, some guys get squared away from that because they're like, I don't want to lay those heavy odds. But the truth is, in NASCAR, sometimes you have to lay those heavy odds and it, it's all in the amount that you begin to risk on that wager. You don't always just bet $100 on these races. You're betting 2 3% of your bankroll. We've talked about bankroll betting in our prior series, and we'll talk about it again in future shows. But you, you, you strategically go in there with your head-to-heads based on the odds, and you set a specific amount of risk and you bet that risk at whatever the odd is, whether it's a minus 120, a minus 140, a minus 175. So sometimes you're going to lay those heavy odds. And uh, so, you know, I just don't want guys getting confused. When you see that minus 175, and I'm telling you that I suggest that you bet 2.5%, well, you risk 2.5% at minus 160 odds. So that was what I wanted to, to emphasize briefly on this segment, 
talking about the head-to-head -head odds that you're betting uh, on NASCAR so that you have an understanding. When you see my threads on Sunday, the race day card, you have an understanding of what it is that I'm uh, expressing when I, when I tell you how to bet these head-to-head -head odds. So don't get scared away from big numbers. Sometimes as, uh, as gamblers, the money is worth risking at the higher odds uh, to, to, uh, to, place your, to place your risk on those bets to get a decent return. Now, over in the Nationwide Series, I'll touch on the top 10 over there. Again, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. moves up one over Jason Leffler to take over the lead in the Nationwide Series. Of course, they will not be racing this week. You have just the Kroger, uh, Kroger 250, and then, of course, the Goodies Relief 500. So the trucks will race this week. Uh, the Nationwide takes a week off. Uh, so it's Ricky Stenhouse Jr., your leader in Nationwide, followed by Jason Leffler, Justin Algar, Eric Almarola is fourth, Reed Sorensen is fifth, Trevor Bain is sixth, Elliot Sadler is seventh, Kenny Wallace eighth, Brian Scott is ninth, and Mike Bliss cracks the top ten, and he is uh, in the ten spot over in the Nationwide Series. So that's kind of what's going on in the nationwide. Um, you know, now of course this week coming up, you've got some big names that are going to be racing in the truck series. So you have the opportunity. Uh, both Kevin Harvick, who was last year's winner, he'll be riding in his tied truck, and then of course um, Kyle Busch is going to be racing this uh, truck series race from Martinsville. So these guys you want to look at because you know they're getting they're getting familiar with the track in a race uh, before Sunday. Now, granted, it's trucks and it's not the NASCAR stock cars, but the reality is, you know, guys having some experience with a couple of runs, uh, a lot more laps putting down over at Martinsville. You want to take a look at these guys. Uh, you know, it's always tough to sweep a weekend. It happens, of course. Kyle Busch did it in Bristol. And uh, but this week in Martinsville, uh, they'll be racing the the uh, the uh, excuse me the Camping World Truck Series and the standings for that series. Uh, currently, Matt Crafton is your leader, followed by Cole Witt, Timothy Peters, Clay Rogers is fourth, Johnny Sauter fifth, Ron Hornaday moves up four slots to sixth, as does Todd Bodine, and then Austin Dillon dropped a few slots. He's at eighth. Max Pappas is ninth, and Jeffrey Earnhardt is 10th. So that's basically the standings, what's going on in the uh, NASCAR uh, Sprint Cup Championship Series, the Nationwide Series, and, of course, the Camping World Truck Series. We always want to try to give you uh, a brief update of the standings, what's going on there, uh, what, how do I foresee the standings in NASCAR having any effect uh, with the Sprint Cup Series having any kind of effect uh, going into the week, uh, what I would say is a few of the drivers that will be looking to pick up some some uh, spots. Jeff Gordon in the 16th position. I don't think we mentioned him. Now I've I've switched things back. I'm going back to talking about the Sprint Cup Series, but Jeff Gordon is in the 16th position. He's always run well in Martinsville. Uh, in fact, I think he's the active all-time leader at Martinsville, but, uh, and Denny Hamlin's just behind him, and Jimmy Johnson as well. But Jeff Gordon, look for some things out of him. We'll be keeping a close eye on Jeff Gordon this week. Clint Boyer wants to pick up where he left off. 
uh, in California, and he's in the 17th position, so Clint Boyer will as well be looking to pick up a few spots. Uh, be nice to see Dale Earnhardt Jr. pick up some of those slots. He dropped three slots out of the top 10 down into that wild card slot at number 12. So that's kind of where I see things. Jamie McMurray needs needs a, a good run to get back in it. He's all the way down in 28th. We mentioned that already. Not to be repetitive, but it is important to look at where these different drivers are at. Now, a driver that has had some success, uh, of course, we haven't seen him on any of the head-to-heads yet this year from the book. Of course, we use Chris, as we always have, to grade against all of our wagers on race day so that we have a consistent book that we wager and grade against to make it fair so that when I discuss that I'm up 10%, hey, I'm using this particular book. This is the book that I use. I'm fairly grading my wagers. In fact, these odds are very sharp at crisp. And, uh, but, but the guy, would, we haven't seen any head-to-heads on this week. I think he's going to have a decent run here. We don't know. We haven't seen any of the practice runs yet. But Brad Kazalowski has had some success at Martinsville. Don't count him out on being a little bit of a sleeper coming up this week. Uh, he's been struggling all year long in the two-car. So I think the Miller Lite would certainly like to see a good run from him. He's due for something. Martinsville could be one of those tracks for him to have a, a top 10. Again, this is Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I am your host, K. Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. Okay, this is the final segment of the show. Again, this is the sixth race of the season, Martinsville, Virginia, and uh, they'll be racing there Sunday. You'll be able to catch that race at 1.13 Eastern Time. Of course, that'll be covered on Fox Television with coverage beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you'll be able to listen to it, as always, on the Motor Racing Network and then the Sirius NASCAR Radio Channel 128. You can catch the Happy Hour Practice this Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Speed Channel. And then, of course, on Saturday, the qualifying will take place uh, at 12:10. So check that stuff out on Speed TV. It's always good to get that information in, uh, watch the drivers on the track, Get a little bit of information from the uh, announcers that are that are announcing during the uh, qualifying and the the, uh, the uh, practice hour sessions. So it's always good to get that information. Now, when you get get into talking about Martinsville, you know Jeff Gordon on paper he's he's the he's the all time win leader among active drivers. He's got seven wins in Martinsville. He is definitely worth a look uh, when you when you want to talk about Martinsville. He's led more laps than anybody else. Uh, Jimmy Johnson has has led. Uh, get this, he's led fifteen hundred and fifty one laps out of eighteen races, and Jeff Gordon uh, basically has raced in two times as many races, thirty six races, and he's led two thousand nine hundred forty two. So these two drivers, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, pretty much evenly matched as far as 
the amount of races they've had, the amount of laps that they've led. But Jimmy Johnson has got six wins while Jeff Gordon has seven. So Jimmy Johnson is another one of these drivers to take a look at. You know he's got to be disappointed about not getting the win last week. I know he's happy with the run they had. But look for Jimmy Johnson. Look for Jeff Gordon. But, of course, the hands-on favorite is Denny Hamlin. Uh, Denny Hamlin, of course, he comes in uh, at three to one. He opened up uh, at the Hilton Sportsbook at three to one, and that's pretty much. You might see him at three and a half at a really sharp uh, book off. Uh, you know, like uh, five dimes. They offer some pretty good lines on these matchups, or over at the Greek. Uh, interesting lineup with uh, Jimmy Johnson five to one. So Jimmy Johnson, we just talked about what kind of results he's had on these short tracks, uh, not to mention Martinsville alone. Jimmy Johnson, though, also having a lot of success on short tracks. Uh, of course, Martinsville is a short track. Of There are three short tracks on the circuit, and this is one we've already had one race in Bristol. So, you know, Kyle Busch was the dominant driver there. Kyle Busch comes into Martinsville 8.5 to 1. So some pretty good odds. Uh, now, Kyle Busch, he's never won at Martinsville. He's raced 12 times, and he's had five top five finishes. So it's not that he hasn't done well there. Uh, he just hasn't led a lot of laps. He's only led 120 laps in the 12 races, but he's had five top five. So we'll be taking a look at him. Jeff Burton, 33 runs out there, 10 top fives, and uh, he's led 943 laps as well. He's got a nice... A uh, nice record at Martinsville. Uh, he's only got one win, uh, but Tony Stewart also with a win, as Mark Martin is as well. Now, Denny Hamlin, when you get into talking about Joe Gibbs racing, Denny Hamlin, this has been his track at Martinsville. Uh, he's won uh, several of the last few races there, and you know he comes in as the hands-on favorite, like I said, at 3-1. to one. Uh, Some of the other drivers that will be uh, taking a look at Tony Stewart as well at Martinsville. He's 11 to 1. So, you know, there, there's one of those drivers. Greg Biffle, I don't know. Greg Biffle at Martinsville has just not had a lot of success. Uh, I don't know what it is about Martinsville. He's an excellent driver, uh, but he's only cracked the top 10 two times in 16 runs, and he's never had a top 5. So Greg Biffle... One of those drivers that we'll either look at with caution this week or we will look to go against him possibly on a head-to-head -head depending on who the matchup is against. But that's one of those drivers, again, you know, he's just never really been able to put it together at Martinsville. Now, uh, I know they were very disappointed with their run in Bristol. They made some changes. We went ahead and put them back up on the card for uh, California when we knew that they were going to be changing uh, gas uh, gas men out there. And, you know, he did have a little bit better success running out in California this past week. So is he starting to put some things together? Uh, that's a good question. We're not sure. But that's, uh, that's pretty much what we'll be looking at. Now, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, he is well. He's never had a win here, but uh, he's had eight top five finishes uh, running at Martinsville. So, you know, he, he likes to run well there, and uh, it's a great track. Uh, but Dale Earnhardt, 27-1. to 1. Ryan Newman, 33-1 to 1 on Ryan Newman. Uh, Joey Logano is 
Can you believe that? Joey Logano is a 25 to 1, while Ryan Newman is a 30 to 1. Uh, I don't know who's setting these odds, but uh, I think they're mistaken there. I don't know what they're looking at this year. Uh, of course, these are just bets to win. Uh, we don't know what the head to heads will be offered at. Um, but just to run down some of the odds so you have an idea, of course, we mentioned Jimmy Johnson 5 to 1, Denny Hamlin 3.5 to 1, Carl Edwards. 12 to 1, Kyle Bush 8 to 1, 8 and a half. Jeff Gordon as well. He's at 9 to 1. Uh, so, you know, Jeff Gordon, Martinsville, Virginia, you're looking at almost 10 to 1. So we're going to be keeping our eye on him this week, taking a look at what kind of chassis these teams are going to be selecting to race out there. Again, brakes are a big deal when we get into talking about Martinsville. Uh, one of the things I've had a lot of success with this year is paying close attention to the chassis that the drivers are running on each one of these races and what kind of success the chassis have had in the past. And basically, you know, the cha chassis, in essence, is the vehicle. That's the car. That's the handling of the vehicle. Of course, they can get in and make adjustments with these uh, track bars and the wedge adjustments that they make on these particular cars during the race to adjust the overall uh, handling of the vehicle, whether a, a car is tight through turns or loose through turns. You want to try to find that right balance. What That's what they're going to be going with. Tires, outer tires, right side tires, front right side tires are going to be very important in this particular race at Martinsville. Uh, I will be looking at Goodyear tire notes and news as the week progresses uh, as we get closer to the race. So, you know, a lot of things that go into my handicapping skills each and every week when I look at these things, uh, I'm not just looking at how they run on practice. I'm not just looking at, of course, you would never want to just look at how they qualify. Some teams come to qualify. Other teams come to uh, to win, and they, they want to see how the car is going to practice, uh, you know, how the car is going to handle through practice. And then they make their, their pre-race adjustments. And then they get into, uh, a lot of times, you want a car that's strong early and then know what kind of an adjustments you need to make towards the end of the race to keep that car up there running in front and give it that edge. So those are, those are things that we're going to be paying attention to. And we do that each and every week uh, when it comes to deciding who to bet on on the head-to-heads. Uh, one of the other things, too, about Martinsville is, uh, uh, you know, Mark Martin, he's, he's consistently, he's run 46 times there. He's had 12 top five finishes, 24 top tens. So you got a 50-50 chance of Mark Martin running out in Martinsville and finishing in the top ten. So keep an eye on him when it comes to head-to-heads this week along with Denny Hamlin, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart. Uh, those are a few of the drivers. Kurt Busch never really fared so well out there. Uh, he's raced 21 times. He's only got one win. Um, you know, those are some of the other things. But uh, the lowest finish, Brad Kozlowski, he's raced two times, and we were talking about him earlier as a driver to keep an eye on for this race. But Brad Kozlowski, his lowest finish was 12th. 
And uh, so he's run really well in Martinsville. Uh, look for him to have some success this week. And we'll be, again, looking to see if he's on uh, a head-to-head matchup. Uh, imagine the odds you could get uh, Brad Kazlowski uh, going against Greg Biffle. You know, you could get some really big, heavy-duty underdog odds like that because the book, you know, the name Greg Biffle, Brad Kazlowski hasn't been running really well. And uh, surprisingly enough, you might want to look at that matchup and say, huh, you know, Greg Biffle struggles. Brad Kozlowski's running really well. Don't think that head-to-head's going to be offered by the odds makers. But if I were setting odds, and if I were an odds maker, uh, I would take a look at baiting guys in to certain head-to-heads each week that on paper look like, oh, that should be an easy no-brainer. But in reality, you've got, uh, you've got a little bit of incentive with the underdogs. So, you know, I think we've covered a lot of information on this show. Again, I really appreciate everybody coming into the forums, discussing the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I think the show is being, uh, being heard by up to over a 1,000 people, RJ told me the other day. So some really exceptional audience that I have. Uh, and I hope everybody's getting something out of the show each and every week. It is our objective to inform bettors uh, how to bet on NASCAR. Each and every week that I come in here, sometimes I lose sight of the fact that I might be getting new listeners coming into the show for the first time. For you guys getting onto the show for the first time, every Sunday, as soon as the head-to-heads are posted at Chris, I come out with my entire race day card. I always wait till the head-to-heads are published because of how I go about on my card managing my risk. You'll see me bet each and every week on the win bets. I bet a certain percentage, not to exceed 3.3% max bet uh, combined between my win bets and my long shots to win. Usually the max that I'll bet on long shots are 0.3%. So I can bet up to 3% on my wins, up to 0.3% on my long shots, and then in my head-to-heads, the max combined outlay of risk that I put up is 8.6%. Once we get to 10 to 15% return our investment for the year, We'll take a look at adjusting our bankroll and or and or increasing our odds uh, as we get ready to place our wagers for the next race day. So I look at that thing throughout the year and analyze that each and every week. So rest assured, I've been doing this for over 15 years betting on NASCAR. I've had a lot of success. Uh, I hope you guys continue to keep coming in here each and every week uh, for the show. Want to want to thank you guys each and every week. Now next week, I'm very excited uh, that they'll be racing down here in Texas. So next Sunday, we'll be coming to you from Texas, and uh, so I'll be really looking forward to bringing home a win next week as well. But this week in Martinsville, I feel really good about being able to be on top of this card, and I hope you'll come back into my thread on uh, on Sunday for the latest and greatest from Sig. Again, I'm K-Sig Sheeler. This is Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Mm-hmm.